It's springtime, friends. Are you at your happiest and healthiest? If you're not, and if you are, to maintain, you might want to check out our healthy seasonal cooking spring webinar that Chef Val and I are hosting with a guest speaker, Carrie Loeb, which many of you might already know of. He was a past guest on Macro Magic with Michelle, and he's going to talk about the energy of spring. And the webinar is going to be all about spring health. So the main organs we're going to be talking about are the liver, the gallbladder, and the nervous system, which many of you struggling with any type of mental illness might want to tune into because a lot of mental illness stems from imbalance in our body and the blockage of the liver creates a stagnation in our energy and it often affects our mental health and our nervous system as well. There's increasingly more evidence that an imbalanced nervous system affects our mental health more and more. So, the vegetables we're going to be using as the stars of our recipe are green beans, asparagus, green peas, broccoli, parsley, and dandelion greens. You might already know from other content that I've shared that the signature flavor of spring is sour. So that all the recipes are going to have that little sour taste in them. And the whole grains we're going to focus on are barley, oats, rye, and wheat. And some of the beans we're going to focus on are green lentils, black-eyed peas, and split peas. And what you get in this webinar is going to be a live demo of original recipes that Chef Val and I have created, nutritional information about the food, real-time interaction, and an opportunity to ask questions. Lots of questions. We love questions, girl. You'll also get a copy of the recipes being presented. Um, They'll be emailed to you before the webinar. You'll also have access to the recording if you want to go back and rewatch what we demoed. Um, and like I said, Carrie Loeb will be teaching the ancient and powerful Eastern self-massage technique to support the spring orban- organs. This is called Doween. It directly addresses chronic health conditions such as fatigue, digestive issues, diminishing lung capacity, and more. And and this webinar will be presented April 23rd from 10 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And here are the recipes we're going to be presenting. So I will be presenting the first recipe. It's a zesty lemon blueberry pudding. Chef Val will then present an uplifting split pea soup with fennel. And I'll also be presenting a savory and sour whole oat porridge. 
Chevelle will then present a colorful barley asparagus greens medley with black garlic. I will be presenting spring blanched vegetables with tahini lime sauce. And finally, Chevelle will present a drink called Love Your Liver Sweet Dandelion Tea. So if you're struggling with any issues correlating with the liver, gallbladder, or nervous system, or if you're experiencing a lot of anger, all of these issues tend to come to the front during springtime, and you'll learn more about why. This is based off of the five transformations of energy. Once again, Chef Val, Carrie Loeb, and I will explain to you more what that means. But the main thing is, if you're struggling with these issues, there's help for you. And this is natural, holistic health that anybody could benefit from. And you can go to macroval.com and register now. We hope to see you there. Freedom Fairies of the Universe, welcome back to another episode of Macro Magic with Michelle. I'm your host, Michelle Williams, also known as the Freedom Fairy, on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, everywhere on the internet you can find me. And today's episode, I'm really excited to share this guest with you. Her name is Valerie Wilson. She's a macrobiotic chef, teacher, and she does such an amazing job of explaining different foods, coming up with unique recipes. I first met Val, I'm pretty sure on Facebook. Um, We got connected because we're both in the macrobiotic community and As you might know, the macrobiotic community is pretty small, (laughs) so everyone's bound to to meet each other at some point. Um, And she reached out to me, I think, I think she reached out to me, she, I started to notice she was liking some of my posts, some of my videos, and then I saw that she was really active online so I started following her and I saw that she was looking for some opinions about Patreon which all my listeners out there you might know you might not know I have a Patreon myself I've had it for a couple years now and I really enjoy creating exclusive content for you all there and the supporters on Patreon support me in my work that I do, including this podcast. So if you would like to become a patron, uh, the link is in the description of this episode, or you can just go to patreon.com slash the underscore freedom underscore fairy, and you can support me there and uh, also get a lot of extra content for yourself. But anyway, uh, I helped Val create her her Patreon, and I started to look into more about what she does. I checked out her website, and I was really impressed. Uh, Chef Val has been at this 
for a very long time. Uh, she has a long history of cooking and also teaching macrobiotics and healthy eating. So uh, I was just really blown away by how organized she was with, with what she offers to the world and how consistent she is. I mean, being this consistent, this dedicated for 25 years, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> um, I've, I've, you know, I've barely been alive for 25 years. So, so uh, that, that's a really cool inspiration that I have. Um, someone that I look up to. And not only that she's been doing this for that amount of time, but this has been her main source of income. She's made a career out of this. And as you all might know, that's part of what I'm working on myself right now and what I've been working on for the past few years. So Chef Val is a really amazing person to check out, not just because of her knowledge and because of her great cooking classes that she ha she offers weekly, but just someone who follows their dreams and never gives up. And another thing, oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. So then I was checking out her website and I was really impressed. So I sent her a message um, just telling her, you know, that I was really impressed with her work. And right, like just a few days prior, um, I started to get into watching the Dr. Oz show. Uh, I used to watch Dr. Oz when he used to come on Oprah when I was younger. Um, and... I just started watching his show that he has on, on Fox and he has a really cool segment that I like where he has like multiple chefs uh, share different recipes at once in a Zoom style uh, kind of thing. And I thought that was such a cute idea. I thought that was so cute. And I was like thinking to myself, maybe I could do that. And I was thinking to myself, like I brainstormed, I made a list um, in my iPhone or maybe I wrote it down, but I made a list, like who could I ask to participate in uh, this style of Zoom recipe, you know, cooking class. And I wrote Chef Val's name. And just a few days later, when I sent her a message just to tell her how impressed I was by her website, she, she offered me an opportunity to collaborate with her in her new cooking class series called the Healthy Seasonal Cooking Webinars. And we already did one together. Uh, we did the winter webinar and it went great. Thank you to everyone who joined. Um, and we'll tell you about our upcoming one for spring a little bit later, but um, it was kind of like the universe, the universe aligned, aligned us together. And um, I also found out we share the same birthday. <laughs> so, and you'll continue to hear in this podcast episode how the universe has aligned with Val on her journey. And and then in this, in this episode, you'll see we find more common ground. Um, we have Chef Macro Val here today. And the first question I want to ask you is, how did you get into macrobiotics? 
Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me on your podcast, Michelle. I greatly appreciate it. So the, how did I get started? So this is a really cool story. And I actually write about it in the intro of almost every one of my cookbooks. So growing up as a girl, um, I, you know, had watched TV and I had somebody that I liked and it was Dirk Benedict who was Starbuck in Battlestar Galactica, but also people know him as Face in uh, the A-Team. And I, as I got older, I, I learned that he had wrote a book and that he had had cancer. And the book was all about him healing the cancer. And I remember being intrigued by this and wanting to read this book. So every time I would go into a bookstore, I would look for this book. And some of the times I would ask the people working there about this book and nobody knew what I was talking about. So it became like a journey and I was looking for this book. Well, I had gotten to the point where I started learning that refined processed food was bad and I kind of didn't know what to do and what to eat. And a friend of mine worked at a health food store. And I went to visit him at the health food store. And there on the bookshelf was Dirk Benedict's book, Confessions of a Kamikaze Cowboy. It was like, I, I tell this story, like in my cookbook, like a ray of sunshine just shined on the cover of the book and the angels sang, right? <laughs> but what happened, I was so excited. My friend thought I was crazy because I was like, no, you don't understand. I have been looking for this book for years. So I got this book, which I highly recommend for everybody to read. And it's all about um, Dirk Benedict's journey about how he had prostate cancer and how he healed his body. And the book talks about this thing called macrobiotics, which I had never heard of. It talked about the energy, yin and yang, and balancing the energy and then balancing the energy of the food. This immediately intrigued my interest, the energy part of the book. And I was like, okay, I couldn't put this book down, just kept reading it and reading it. And I just couldn't put it down. And then I was like, okay, I have to find out more about macrobiotics. I have to find out more about macrobiotics. So I went to the health food stores in my area, you know, and looked in the book section and I bought just about any book I could find that talked about macrobiotics. And then lo and behold, there was a flyer in a health food store and there was a place that was teaching macrobiotic cooking classes. And so I went and I took a couple classes and then the teacher announced, I need an assistant. And I immediately went, me, 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 I, I, I wanna be your assistant. So I went to work at this macrobiotic cooking school for two years. Now, when I started my journey, it was about 1994. In fact, I think, I discovered the book in 1993, and it was my New Year's resolution when it turned to 1994 to be 100% macro. So I started eating brown rice at first, but then it was my New Year's resolution, 100%. And then in 1994, Dirk Benedict came to Michigan. I'm in Michigan, by the way, uh, and he gave a lecture, and I got to meet Mr. Benedict, this is my picture, me and him together. And uh, this hangs on my wall in my kitchen, along with his autograph. 
And it was a thrill to meet him. He gave this amazing lecture. Of course, he talked about food and macrobiotics, and I loved that. And then afterwards, I was fortunate enough to meet him and get, and I did tell him when he snapped this picture, I said, well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to frame it and hang it on my wall. And I think he, he kind of looked at me, but yeah, so this hangs on my wall, like in my kitchen all the time. So that's how I got started in macrobiotics. Wow, that is, that is a very like the universe aligned kind of story, which I think a lot of people coming to macrobiotics, that's kind of how it happens, the universe aligns. That is so awesome. And you know what, Val, I'm so thankful that you talk about that book and, you know, that unique experience, because I never even heard of that book until you mentioned it to me. And so now it's on my shopping list. So I'm really excited to read that book now. Yeah, definitely. Yes. And so my other question is, I know you kind of mentioned you were already kind of being interested in more healthy eating, but had you, had you been into healthy eating or other diets before you got into macrobiotics? Uh, yeah. So, uh, I've always loved cooking and food. Uh, in fact, I tell people I started cooking when I was about nine years old. My mom likes to tell this story of how I was trying to make something and she wasn't home and she said, oh, wait till I get home. I'll help you finish it. Well, by the time she got home, I had already improvised and made something. So always into food. And then um, my first job was at a delicatessen where I quickly became the manager. I was managing and running the delicatessen at, the, at 18 years of age. Uh, we made pizzas with white flour and cheese, right? And that's when my eczema started. And that's a whole nother story. We can talk on that a little bit later, but I started to have eczema. And then after I worked at the deli, I went and worked at a French bakery where I learned how to make bread from scratch and I love bread. So this is where I probably weighed the most in my life. If you, you know, cause I, as a manager of a French bakery, uh, if there was any food left over, you know, I got pick of it, I got a discount on food. So you can see what happened here with the white flour and the bread. So I had gotten to the point where I basically wanted to lose weight. Well, this is when I jumped aboard the bandwagon of the Atkins diet, the high protein diet. This is before I was educated and knew how detrimental to your health this diet is, but I was only looking to lose weight. And so I was eating high protein, no carbs. Now I, I did lose weight. I, I did lose weight on this diet. However, I didn't know what I was doing to my body which later on, when I got a hair analysis to try and help with my eczema, it told me that my kidneys were weak. And I really think that that high protein diet led to my kidneys being weak because high protein diet's not good for your kidneys. So, but as my journey was going and somebody, um, somebody gave me a book called Psycho-Cybernetics and it's, it's, it had touched on our food and how our food is processed and has no nutritional value. 
And that way I had come to the conclusion, well, if it has no nutritional value, what am I supposed to be eating? I started to eat salads, a lot of salads. I had not come across the incredible health benefits of brown rice and whole grains until I discovered, you know, Dirk Benedict's book. So yes, I tried the Atkins diet. And like I said, yes, I did lose weight, but it was not a healthy diet at all. Not at all. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you talked about that because that is still, believe it or not, still one of the most uh, popular kinds of diets, like no carbs, a lot of protein, which to many people, they just think of it as animal food. (laughs) So it's like, mm. so uh, yeah, I'm really glad you talked about that. My mom, she was even into that diet and yeah. It's, it's really, it's really not a good, a good way to eat. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I think a lot of, a lot of popular diets, I mean, they, yes, you lose weight, but it's not healthy. So that is where, you know, learning a bigger picture, a macro, a macro picture is, is really important. And so what changes did you notice immediately and since uh, eating macrobiotic? So as I mentioned, the first thing I did was I just started eating brown rice, which by the way, for the, I've been in business for 25 years and 25 years when people ask me and I do my consultations, what should I do? My first suggestion is always just eat brown rice. So when I started eating the brown rice, Really, the first thing I noticed was this clarity of thinking. Describe it like your brain is full of cobwebs. And when you start eating the healthy whole foods, it's like the cobwebs get pulled away. And you're like, wow, it's, you see, it's so kind of, it's hard to describe until you experience it, but you see the world like, like a veil is lifted and it's just like, wow, It, it, that was the First thing that I noticed for sure. And then um, as my journey continued, you know, I stopped with the white refined sugar, although I had been doing that on and off for years because of my eczema. And then I stopped with the dairy. Dairy was my favorite food. I literally ate it every day of my life. And when I read the book, uh, Diet for New America by John Robbins, I stopped eating dairy, cold turkey. You read that book and you find out about the the dairy and what's in it and how terrible it is for you and the way they treat the animals. I was like, okay, that's never going to my body again. So gave up the dairy and uh, I was experiencing joint pains in my knees. They weren't bad, they were slight, but when I would go on a long car trip and I'd get out of the car, my knees would hurt. And I was very young and I was like, well, this doesn't make any sense. So the joint pain went away. I don't have any joint pain, by the way, to this day, none. So that's such a blessing. And I also had allergies in the springtime, really bad. So in the springtime, my eyes would puff up and my nose would run. So the allergies are all gone. That's all taken care of. And um, I'm trying to think. I've got like all these 
side stories. If you want to hear these side stories, I've been eating macro for about five years and I got this lump on the side of my neck and it literally grew overnight. It like popped out of my head and it was about the size of a quarter. I wish I had taken pictures of it, but in my infancy, I didn't take pictures of it. And I got this lump on the side of, and I knew what it was. It was my body detoxing. Mm. But my family and everything, they're like, oh, you got to go see a doctor. You got to go see a doctor. I'm like, I'm not going to see a regular MD doctor. They don't know what they're talking about. That's just my opinion. Sorry, but yeah. So I went looking for an Oriental Chinese doctor and I found one in Canada. Again, I'm in Michigan, so I'm pretty close to the border. So I had to drive to Canada to go to this Oriental guy and uh, he takes one look at it and he goes, oh, you need to stop eating. He had an accent, you know, you need to stop eating dairy, uh, all meat, eggs, cheese. And I turned to him, I go, I already did that like five years ago. He goes, that is all the mucus. He goes, oh. and he goes, that's what it is. He goes, it has to come out of your system. It has to come out of your system. I said, okay, great. He goes, I'm going to give you some tea. You have to drink this tea. I go, okay, I'm a big tea drinker. I love tea. I was like, yeah, okay. No, no, no. You have to drink this tea. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> he proceeded to take three small brown paper bags and he had a pat apothecary. You know, he had all these drawers. He pulled out like twigs and bark and grass and he put stuff in these three bags and they were this big. He said, take it home, put it in a glass container, you know, boil it and drink it. It was the worst tasting tea I've ever had, but I drank it all because he told me to drink it and uh, it popped open. Okay. Blood, pus, and a solid white matter that I could take with my finger and pull out. And that was dairy. And I was like, okay, this is this the dairy that I've eaten every day of my life. This is what it is. Okay. And again, I didn't take pictures of it. Should have, but that happened. That's called detoxing. And anybody who goes on this journey of changing your diet and eliminating all that mucus forming high fat stuff and starts cleansing the body, stuff like this can happen. And you can't be afraid of it. You have to realize this is my body getting rid of this stuff. This stuff doesn't belong in my body. It's got to come out. So it came out, you know, and that was, like I said, that was a long time ago. And it, after all this stuff came out, it just healed up and it was done. It was over with, but yeah. So that's part of my healing journey. <laughs> oh my gosh, Val. That, that is such a, it's a crazy, such a crazy story, but you know what? It's even more crazy because just this week, you know, I've been really into facial massage um, for a while and I was touching my face, you know, massaging my neck and everything. And I felt I have a bump on my neck right here. And I and of course, I'm like, what the heck? You know, um, I've been eating macrobiotic for almost exactly six years. So around that same time. Um, and, you know, of course, I'm like self-reflecting like what what can I do better in my life because of course this is the macrobiotic way um you know we don't just go straight to the doctor or you know um we have self-reliance and we we have better understanding so I've been um 
you know, self-reflecting, making a plan, what changes do I need to make and looking up new recipes and, you know, just things that help <laughs> would help with this situation. And I'm just thinking ahead, like if I need to see somebody, who would I see? But it's so funny that you tell the story today. Like this is the exact situation I'm going through the past, just this past week. So it's kind, it's once again the universe. <laughs> the universe is is um aligning us, and um something something else is um I think part of it is like I mean we have the same birthday it's April 1st the Aries new moon <laughs> like this is so many like perfect uh timing connections um yeah so so something I wanted to ask you about um I know I've I've noticed like all basically all your content is all vegan macrobiotic but I wanted to ask you what do you feel what do you feel about vegan versus macrobiotic um, ways of eating like what do you feel is the difference well uh you know I always tell people, and I also write about this in the intro of my first cookbook, I think it is a personal decision whether or not you want to go vegan or vegetarian. I can't make that decision for you, no matter what, okay? So I, I, I live a vegan lifestyle, but I don't get out of my soapbox and yell and scream and tell everybody they have to eat this way. In fact, I have many students that come to my cooking classes that use my healthy organic recipes and they choose to eat meat. That's a decision they make. I can't make that decision for them. I personally think that, and this is personal, you know, I just think that people who are vegan have a more calming, more gentle um, way. And of course there's the exception to every rule. I'm not saying that's everybody. This is just an observation that I'm observing. And when I counsel people, it depends on their condition. A lot of conditions would be so much better if they eliminated meat. But if somebody's not going to be a vegan for the rest of their life, I will recommend, well, take 30 days. Take 30 days, you know, eliminate it out of your diet so that we can cleanse your diet. We can kind of kickstart you, make you start to feel, you know, better. Uh, there, you know, like, I also believe, and I don't believe I know, your thoughts are the strongest energy, the strongest creating tool that you have in your life. So if you have the thought, I cannot be vegan, guess what? You can't be. Mm -hmm. And you create some health issue down the line that will make you turn back to eating meat. Now, I have always had the thought, I am vegan. Vegan is 100% healthy and I get all my vitamins and nutrients, not a problem. And I am not killing an animal. And so my thoughts create my peaceful happiness. I also talk about being authentic to yourself. I cannot look an animal in the eye, kill it, and then eat its flesh. That's who I am. I can't do that. Therefore, it doesn't make sense for me to eat an animal because I can't do that. 
Now, somebody else who I, I have respect for other people, and I know a lot of vegan people don't feel this way. This is just me. This is my opinion. But I have respect for a hunter. If somebody can go out and kill the animal and they can eat it, like Native Americans, hey, you know, that's what they did. But they respected the soul of the animal. They treated it with reverence. And they were living their authentic life. They knew what they were doing. They knew where the animal was. They knew what they were eating. That's living an authentic life. Somebody who loves animals, and, but they go to the grocery store and they buy meat and they eat it all the time, but they can't stand to watch those videos where an animal is being tortured, or they say, I could never be a hunter. I think there's a disconnect in their thinking. They have to disconnect from the fact that that animal was killed and therefore I'm eating it. And everybody's on a journey, right? There's nothing wrong with that. That's their journey. I think they need to continue on their journey to discover and connect the two so they can live an authentic life. So again, you know, I'm all into authenticity. If, if, if you're okay being a hunter, I'm not going to judge you. That's the life you live. But for me, I can't look an animal in the eye and kill it. Therefore, I can't consume its flesh. And that's who I am, basically. Wow, that was, that was really well, well said. Thanks, thanks Val, for explaining that. Um, and, and, you know, and you know, I know a lot of vegan people don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. They don't. And, and that's okay. Everybody can feel the way they want. You know what I mean? Everybody has their own thoughts and how they feel and everything. And, and I don't judge them. And I hope they don't judge me because this is just from my life experience and how I've lived. These are the conclusions that I've come to, you know? Yes. Yes. And um, yeah, I think um, friends listening that maybe don't have such a um, deep knowledge of macrobiotics, they might be confused. I know a lot of people, you know, they think I, they think I'm vegan um, or, you know, what I, macrobiotics is the same as vegan or, but it's really, it's really not. And that's where, um, like what you're talking about, um, macrobiotics is a little bit more flexible. I think it's, I think it actually is ultimate freedom. Um, but so you can be vegan, meaning you can not eat any animal food and eat macrobiotic, or you can eat a little bit of animal food and be macrobiotic. It's just up to you. Like Val, like Val, you said, your personal preference, your decision. And also, I mean, there's many things that influence that, like your health condition, your goals in life, where you live. Um, so yeah, um, people, people listening and, uh, and want to make a change in their diet and they're thinking vegan macrobiotic so that's kind of the difference vegan is very strict about no animal food but i mean that's basically the only requirement and then macrobiotics has a lot more space for you to decide and then there's also a lot more education about different aspects of food and not just does it hurt animals or not so that's a huge huge thing um but so you talked about 
when you started cooking, you were like nine years old and you told us that very cool story, which I think I would imagine if I was your mom, I'd be like, how cute. Like, I'd be like, how cute my daughter figured this out without me. Um, and so you mentioned too that you ran a delicatessen. Um, so were you, so were you like, like cooking full force basically since you were nine or did it gradually build up? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. So like I said, you know, that was just one example when I was nine years old and I always give all my credit to my mom. She was my first cooking teacher. You know, she taught me the basics and uh, so like how to make a creamy white sauce so you can make homemade macaroni and cheese which I have converted to a healthy vegan version. And that's what I use to make, you know, a white sauce. Now I've taken a lot of those recipes I learned as a kid and converted them at Christmas time, the, you know, me and my sister and my mom, we would do Christmas cookies. I loved Christmas cookies. We would make all kinds of different ones. The ginger ones with the icing on the top is like my favorite, which I made a healthy version in my holiday cookbook for that one. We did the Christmas cookies with the cookie cutters, you know, so I do remember cooking with my mom a lot. And also my grandmother uh, on my dad's side, she was a fantastic cook. And I remember she made the best pies. And so I learned how to make apple crow's nest from her. I don't know if you've ever had that. Again, that's in my holiday cookbook, but it's apples on the bottom. And she would take Bisquick and mix it up and put it on top. So it was like biscuits on top of sweet apples. So I created like a version of that in homage to my grandmother and the recipes she taught me. And so I was cooking quite often. And then I was in Girl Scouts. I love Girl Scouts. And they, we had these uh, classes where we learned how to decorate cakes with frosting and tips and stuff like that. So I still use that teaching to this day, if I make a fancy cake or something and I can make the vegan healthy frosting, put it in the bag and I can decorate the cake with it. And so it, yeah, it was natural. My first job, I just went and applied at a delicatessen and uh, they had subs, they had pizza, uh, their soups wasn't homemade though. We just, but anyways, so I went down that path and I was quick efficient, which is why they just automatically kind of offered me the manager's job. And when I was working there uh, I, and I would be making the pizzas, there were some customers that would come in the deli and they would only order pizzas if I was working because they knew I made the best pizzas. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. and, then went, and then I went to the French bakery and then this is kind of weird, but from the French bakery, I uh, had house cleaning business. Me and somebody who worked there, we were kind of tired of that restaurant. It wasn't too good there. And he said, let's do a house cleaning business. I said, okay. So we, we opened a house cleaning business. So I started cleaning houses for a couple of years. And I was actually cleaning houses when I found Dirk Benedict's book. And that got the passion back for food. And then I got back into the food and I'll tell you what, ever since I discovered macrobiotics and all these different ingredients, 
and different flavors. I am so excited about food. I am still creating brand new recipes, or recipes, excuse me, innovative recipes using innovative ingredients. And it's so interesting. And I think the possibilities are endless. Where I see the average American diet is kind of boring, like with the same ingredients over and over again. That, that's how I feel anyways. So I right now, and for the last 25 years as I've been running my business, yes, I cook all the time. I Sometimes I go to people's houses and I do what's called personal chef service, which I believe you do also. I've cooked for people you know, who have had cancer, but I've also cooked for people that are relatively healthy. They just want healthy food. Uh, and then I, for a while there, I did get a license from the state of Michigan and I was cooking out of a commercial kitchen to sell my food to stores. And that was such a hassle and it was very time consuming. I've kind of eliminated that. And now I teach the cooking classes and I'm always creating new recipes for upcoming cooking classes. Uh, and so, yeah, I like cooking all the time. So I think that answered your question. Yeah, I've been pretty much cooking my whole life. That's so awesome, Val. Yes. Um... I agree with you how you said um, since eating macrobiotic, you know, you're introduced to different ingredients, different foods. So it, you're, you're more, you feel like you have like more possibility with your recipes and versus standard American diet basically uses the same short list of foods, which I realized that as well. And it's so funny because it's like, I think it, it's a, one of the big things that holds people back because they're like, well, what are you going to eat? Because all what they hear is you can't, you don't eat this, you don't eat that, you don't eat this. And that's pretty much what standard American eaters, that's what they eat daily. So then they think, what else am I going to eat? Meanwhile, there's so many other vegetables they haven't even heard of. There's so many different grains. A lot of people don't even know what a whole grain is, you know? Um, you know, all these different condiments and seasonings that you can use, different cooking styles. People are so used to just throwing it in the microwave or throwing it in the oven or, you know, deep frying. There's so many other, other cooking styles. It's like, it's so crazy to think like at first you think you're so limited, but it's actually you, you are limited when you eat standard American diet that's limiting. And then it's not only limiting in like your food choices, but it's limiting in your ultimate health, your most vibrant mental health, physical health. And, um, and there's, there's a lot more, there's a lot more to it. (laughs) Um, So when did you start teaching healthy eating and doing the cooking classes? Yeah, so I started in 1997. As I mentioned, I'm celebrating 25 years. And when I started, I was in an apartment and the kitchen was not that big. We had, sometimes we were pretty packed in there, but I started teaching. And at that time, this was kind of before the internet. So if anybody really wanted to learn about healthy eating and get some good recipes, they had to attend a cooking class. And I actually had classes Mondays and Wednesdays, and I had pretty good turnout. Um, 
I, I, you know, I hate to be negative, but nowadays I think more people are interested in just pulling up a YouTube video, you know, than back then they didn't have that. So they had to come to a class. Although we've been blessed to be able to teach now through Zoom where I can reach people. I've had people attend my classes from Canada and California, which is really cool. And throughout the 25 years, most of my classes have been taught in my home. I have taught at churches. I've taught at health food stores, many health food stores. I've also done some private cooking classes at people's houses. I've taught at libraries and health fairs. In fact, I've traveled. I did a couple health fairs up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, uh, Escanaba and Marquette. That was years ago, but that was a lot of fun doing the health fairs up there. And I've done health fairs around here too. What's, what's going on in Michigan? Because I know we're all in there. Michigan is more into vegan than they are macrobiotic. Very interesting, very interesting. So my, my recipes and my cooking classes are, have macrobiotic principles, but I tend to be kind of trying to make them a little more innovative because here in Michigan, that's what people want. For instance, um, vegan deviled eggs. I had never heard of them. Didn't even know what they were, but one of my students told me about it. They said, yeah, I want you to teach me how to make this. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. You know, so, and I, 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 I mean, all the ingredients in it are very healthy. They're all macrobiotic ingredients, but it's kind of out there more like in the vegan community. We want to have a deviled egg, but we want it to be vegan, you know? So they, they're my students are so fantastic. They, they asked me to create recipes. They come up with suggestions. And then that challenges me to go out and like, okay, how do I do this? You know, I tell people like your students become your teachers in a way, because you start teaching and you're teaching and then they ask you questions. And a lot of the questions you can answer, but even after 25 years, I get asked a question and I have to think for a moment and go, you know what? I, I'm not sure that answer. I'm going to have to do more research, you know, and you, you find out about it. It's when you teach, it's like you're constantly learning too. It, it keeps you in the field to keep researching and looking at food and, you know, of, of course, how food is grown because that's changed a lot in 25 years too. But when you teach, you're also learning at the same time. That, that's how I feel. And it's, it's, you know, so it's been a pleasure. It's been a joy to teach for 25 years. Yes. Yes. I definitely know what you mean. And um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel the same way as a, as a macrobiotic teacher. And also when I used to teach ballet, you know, if there was a, a, a child that <laughs> was more difficult, you know, it was a challenge. Like, how do I, engage more how do I get this child to pay attention better is is just like um yeah they're like training you you think you think you're teaching them which you are but also they're teaching you how to be a better teacher you know so it's pretty cool um and the next question I have is how do you think diet relates to spirituality I think the two are so 
connected. They're, they are absolutely connected. They're like one and the same because everything is energy. I mean, I, again, when I first discovered macrobiotics and Dirk Benedict's book and some of the other books that I started to read, you know, Osawa, Kushi, all about the energy. And I was immediately drawn to this. And it was like one in one is two. You didn't have to convince me. You didn't, I didn't question it because it just, there was this inherent knowing inside of me. Yes, everything is energy. Yes. So the food that you eat and the energy goes into your body and it creates your energy. And as I mentioned earlier in the interview, when you start eating healthy whole foods from mother nature that have not been tampered with and don't have chemicals, it's like your brain, like this veil goes away and it's, all, it's a clarity, it's a clarity. I think you can receive energy from the universe in a more open fashion. I think you can listen to your intuition more um, freely because you aren't blocked by chemicals and I want to say junk, but I mean, that's what it is. Chemicals and junk get into your body from eating highly refined processed food and it messes up with your energy. Now, also like along the way and everything, I discovered that I can feel energy and I'm empathic. I don't have a memory of that before I turn macro. I think that everybody can feel energy. So I'm sure as a kid, I could, but I wasn't in tune with it. But now, you know, for the last 25 years, I'm definitely in tune with it. And I can definitely tell the difference. And it, it's, it's funny because there was a magazine I used to write for, this was years ago, but they wanted healthy recipes, but it was a spiritual magazine. It had psychics and spiritual articles. So I was combining my healthy food with spirituality and I was writing these articles and they actually said to me, Val, we appreciate your effort and your articles, but can you not have the spirituality with the food? We just want the food and the recipe and the healthy and healthy health benefits of it. And I was like, what? what? Like, how can you separate the two? And I, I don't know why. I didn't question the people that were publishing the magazine. That's what they said they wanted. So, you know, from then on, that's what I submitted to them. But that, that was the feedback that I got, which to me, I was like, how can you separate the two? But so that was my experience. Wow. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, who knows why they separated it? Maybe because they thought maybe um, they wanted people to make their own connection. But but actually, it's a it's kind of crazy how it's um, really apparent in the spiritual community. No connection to healthy food. I'm finding you know, when I, when I started, um, studying energy healing and developing more my spiritual aspect of myself, I was already eating macrobiotic. So it was kind of like, to me at that time, I felt like, duh, like this is nothing new, but, um, it was kind of crazy. Cause when I would go to offer my services at different, you know, psychic fairs and spiritual events, 
it was so funny to see like how many spiritual people just throw basically garbage into themselves. And then here they are, you know, presenting themselves as a spiritual leader. Oh, they know they have a connection, which, you know, some people do. Some people can do that. Who knows? Constitution, karma, whatever. But um, to me, I think that's really not the best way, the best uh, spiritual approach. You know, you have to think about your food. You know, you are a spiritual being. Why are you throwing toxins into your body daily? So that that's that's really cool. And um, yeah, I, I experienced a similar thing when I started to eat macrobiotic. Um, it felt like all my intuitive gifts kind of just like lit up. I mean, I, I did feel I was empathic before. Um, adults around me would always comment. Um, so that's kind of how I knew. And then also too, I made that connection, like you said, um, when you read um, the Kamikaze Cowboy, how it talked about energy and how you said it just made perfect sense to you. You didn't question it. I felt the same way. <sighs> when, I, when I read the Hip Chicks Guide, I was like, oh yeah, vibration. You know, it never, it just felt like a something in me as well. So that's really cool. And I feel like that's also too why we connect so well, because we all, that's a huge part of, of, of us and what we teach and what we believe. Um, so the last few questions are questions I ask pretty much all my guests. Um, what was the last thing you ate? Uh, for breakfast this morning, I had my cream of asparagus and mushroom soup with fresh basil. Ooh. Yeah, which, by the way, that recipe is in both my holiday cookbook and my spring cookbook, cream of asparagus soup, and I added mushrooms. Awesome. Yes. Yes. Asparagus is one of the spring vegetables. <laughs> That sounds so yummy. Um, and then do you feel more connected to people since becoming macrobiotic? More connected to people? Well, that's an interesting question because in one aspect I do and in one aspect I don't. More connected in that, again, we talked about being empathic and it, people being empathic is not the same thing as psychic. Like when somebody walks into a room, I can't automatically know exactly what's going on in their life. That's a psychic. Empathic is they walk into the room. I feel their energy. And if their energy is chaotic, I don't feel comfortable. Uh, a lot of times I get a pain in my head. So being connected to them in that way, I feel their energy. And that was kind of the negative side. The positive side is, when I do my consultation, especially when I do that, I do it over the phone too. When I start talking to them and we talk all about food, you know, and maybe they have some health issues and I'm helping them with food. But by the end of the consultation, I am talking to them about emotions and I'm tapping into what's really going on. I'm feeling it's either, it's either in the heart or maybe their kidneys or their liver. I can feel that in the emotion. So then we start talking about emotion. So I feel connected in that aspect and it really does help in my consultation. But otherwise connected, not so much because I'm usually the only person in the room who is vegan macrobiotic, 
right? Except for, you know, I, I do have uh, my mom and my dad, they eat a wide macro diet. Um, so I have them. And, you know, that's what, like, I think I've discussed this with you before, Michelle. I, I'm trying to, I have a very dear friend, Patty. She's macrobiotic. I don't get to see her that often, but when we get together, I love talking, you know, about food and macrobiotics because nobody else wants to talk about that. So in one way, I feel more connected to people and that I can help them in consultation. But in another way, I don't feel connected to people because they can't understand where I'm coming from. And another thing I noticed too, like, again, I, I do my best to be non-judgmental. I mean, we're all on a journey and we all do the best we can, right? I don't care what the person next to me is eating. So if I go somewhere with friends or, you know, if we, you know, whatever, you know, at dinner or whatever, and somebody has, you know, deep fried pieces of meat or whatever they eat, I don't know. <laughs> I really, I don't notice it and I don't care because that's what they chose. But a lot of times they'll turn to me and go, oh, I'm sorry, Val, I know you wouldn't eat this. And I'm like, what, why are you apologizing to me for it? I didn't even notice what was on your plate. That, go ahead. You know, that's not going in my body, but people seem to need, like they need to apologize around me. And I'm like, what are you apologizing for? That, that's you, that's your life. That's what you're doing. I, you know, I, I, so yeah, in some ways you feel connected, some ways you don't feel connected. Yes. Yes. I definitely, I definitely relate. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of interesting, huh? How people feel like they need to apologize when it's so it's so interesting because, yeah, like you said, I mean, we're not focused on what people eat, but maybe I don't know. I don't know why people do that. I, don't know. I mean, if someone yeah. comes, if obviously this is my business. It's your business too. If someone comes to us with a health issue and mm -hmm. they need help, then they're, yeah. they're asking us. And then yeah. we help them to the best of our possibility to give them the knowledge, you know, of the food that they're eating and the energy that it's creating in their body. Mm -hmm. But you, you can't, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, you know, mm -hmm. just do the best we can. And, mm -hmm. and it's their life journey. They have to walk down it basically mm -hmm. yes and the last question I have is what's your ultimate dream oh my god my ultimate dream my ultimate dream yeah, you're gonna have to edit this out, but um, okay. So my ultimate dream would be that I would be financially successful, comfortable, and be able to buy some property where I wouldn't have to live in the city because I grew up as a country girl. We had horses and we had chickens 
We had dogs, although I'm more of a cat person. I would have more cats, but definitely that would be my ultimate dream. Awesome. That's so awesome, Val. I have, that's part of my ultimate dream as well. That's so cool that you got to experience that as a, as a young person growing up. That's so cool. That's so valuable. Um, wow. Well, I really hope that I can help you get to that dream and all the friends listening. So speaking of that, Tell, tell everyone where they can find you, where they can connect with you, if you have any, any events coming up. Yes, yeah, so my website is macroval.com. I am always teaching cooking classes every week. I post the schedule on macroval.com, and you can also sign up for the newsletter right there on the website, and that way you'll get emails telling you about the classes, because I offer different ones every month. And so coming up in April, um, I have hummus. I'm making two different kinds of hummus. The last Wednesday of the month, I think that's the 27th, uh, beet basil hummus and a black garlic sweet potato hummus. And so check the schedule about what I have. All my cookbooks are for sale on my website too. So I am the author of five cookbooks. And I have my sixth one coming out very soon. The new one's going to be all desserts and using brown rice syrup. But I have, this is my first cookbook, Perceptions in Healthy Cooking. This is probably the one you want to get first because it has over 110 recipes in it. This, and talk about spirituality. Oh, I just wanted to mention that uh, this one has my poetry in it too. And one of the yeah, you're, this, this is the second edition of it. I had to retype it and things like that. But somebody approached me and I thought this was such a huge compliment. She goes, you know, your book heals not only the body, but also the soul. She goes, because I made your recipes in here. She goes, but then I would read your spiritual poems and she goes, they would touch my soul. Mm. So I really liked that. That was such a beautiful compliment, but that's the first one. I have cooking for the spring season, cooking for the summer season, Ooh. vegan cooking with kids. I taught an after school program. This is a few years ago. I did grade school, middle school, and high school. So much fun to work with kids. So all the recipes in this book were the recipes I taught them. And let me tell you, the kids were so amazing. They weren't afraid of the food. When I teach adults, I remember teaching this uh, class on food that will uh, help you heal your body from cancer. And I taught them miso soup. Those adults were afraid of wakame. They were like, really, you're, you're a grown adult. You'll go eat some highly refined processed food that's full of chemicals and junks. And you're afraid of wakame? So, the kids, the high schoolers wanted to learn how to make uh, brown rice nori rolls. They wanted to, they asked me. Wow. So I bring, yeah, it's awesome. So I, I bring the nori in there and they go, can we taste that? And I was like, um, I wanted them to taste it, but I was kind of afraid. I thought maybe if they taste it, they wouldn't like it. But I went, sure, yeah, here, you can taste it. I break off a piece of nori and I give it to them. They eat it and they go, hey, that's really good. Can I have more? 
I, 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 I was like, um, so the high schoolers will eat the sea vegetables and the adults were afraid. I thought that was kind of bizarre, but, and this one is one of my favorites, year round healthy holiday dishes, because I cover all the holidays. So I've got Christmas and Thanksgiving, but I've got Easter, 4th of July, Labor Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day. So recipes for all the holidays throughout the whole year. This one here, this is one of my favorites. I love this cookbook. So that's one of my favorites. Um, so if anybody wants to learn more also in a, uh, on the computer, I have a YouTube channel and a Patreon group. And that's on the website. You can get to those. I also host a radio show, Real Food with Chef Bell. You can listen to that. And so, oh, and my Facebook Live, this is so much fun. So every Wednesday at eight o'clock, unless I'm teaching a cooking class, people can join me at eight o'clock on my Facebook page. And it's a live for a half hour. Facebook is MacroVal Food. And you can follow me on that. And of course, we have our incredible healthy seasonal cooking webinars that we want to talk about, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, so Val and I, we started working together uh, just a few months ago. We did our first healthy seasonal cooking webinar, and we, we are following the five transformations of energy, which you can see. In, in Chef Bell's background. And the last one that we did, which was our first one that we did, um, was all about winter. So we focused on the winter flavor, which is salty. And we focused on the winter foods. And we focused on the organs that are most vulnerable in winter. And we also talked about the energy. So it was a, it was a live cooking class. And so we're doing the same thing on April 23rd. That's a Saturday. We're doing it in the morning. Um, it starts at 10 a.m. Eastern time, and it goes for a couple of hours, but you get so many recipes, so much information. And this, this uh, webinar is going to be focusing on spring because we're in the spring season. It's most relevant, and this has the flavor of sour, it nourishes the liver and the gallbladder, um, which a lot of friends might be experiencing issues with those organs at this time because they're at their most vulnerable. So that's why it's important to know what to eat. And we also talk, of course, about the energy. And we're going to have a, a special guest speaker, Carrie Loeb, which friends that listen to the this podcast you may have listened to the episode where I interviewed Carrie and we talked about um how to regulate your energy through self-massage Doween he talked about shiatsu and so he's going to specifically talk about the spring energy with the spring organs and probably give a little bit more information about um the points and things like that the points on your body that you can stimulate so it's going to be a really awesome webinar, and I hope everyone listening will sign up. The link will be in the description of this episode. Yeah, and so I have just some visuals. So this is, so yeah, the 
seasonal webinar I'm looking forward to. And we're going to be cooking recipes featuring one, well, a few of the signature grains, but this is the whole grain barley. And I'm going to teach how to make a barley dish that features black garlic. So if you want to learn about barley and black garlic, I'm going to be teaching about it. And of course, dandelion greens, another signature vegetable for spring. And I'm creating a tea that I'm going to use dandelion greens. It's a cleanse your liver tea. And this is fennel. Maybe you're not familiar with fennel, but this is the green part. And then there's a bulb on the bottom. You cook with the bulb. Another signature springtime vegetable. And I have created a split pea soup with fennel and also yellow summer squash. This is another one of the recipes that we're gonna teach in the webinar. And uh, Michelle has some wonderful recipes that she's gonna be teaching in the webinar also. Yes, the recipes I will be teaching are original recipes that I created myself. Um, the first one is a zesty lemon blueberry pudding. And there's gonna be no sugar in it. Of course, all of these recipes are whole foods, plant-based, no sugar, no dairy, all vegan. Um, and then the next recipe I'm showing is going to be using another springtime grain, whole oats which a lot of people don't realize the oatmeal or even steel cut oats that you see at the store, that's not the whole grain of oats. So um, I'm gonna show you how to cook whole oats in a specific recipe. It's a savory, sour oat, whole oat porridge. It's pretty simple to make. Um, and then the last recipe I'm gonna be showing is springtime blanched vegetables, which blanching is a very good cooking style for springtime and also for summer. And then we also have with that a creamy tahini lime sauce. So once again, incorporating that sour flavor. And I'm really excited for all of you guys to learn from Chef Val, so experienced and knowledgeable, and from myself as well. Yeah, the spring webinar is fun. So the recipes we're creating are delicious and fun. We put it in a format so that we're back and forth from Michelle to me, Michelle to me, and then you get a chance to see the different recipes we're doing. And of course, we're gonna teach you all about the nutritional value of it and the energy that's really important. Michelle has a wonderful way of relating the energy of the food and how it relates to your body and how the energy is going to affect your body and help your body heal. And of course, you know, in the webinar, you'll get the recipes emailed to you. So you'll be able to make the recipes at home. And the one, the people that attended the winter webinar, they've already made some of the recipes. We've gotten some feedback that they were amazing. So that's wonderful too. Yes, and um, you also get a recording of the webinar so you can go back. And also, if you join in live, you can ask questions in real time. And, and yeah, I, last webinar was so awesome with our students. They all had nothing but positive things to say. So we're looking forward to even more friends joining 
and having a having a really good time learning from us. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Val, for joining us today. I loved hearing more about your story. And I hope everyone listening will go check out macroval.com. Check out what Val has to offer and sign up for the spring webinar. Yeah, thank you so much, Michelle, for having me on your podcast. Thanks, Val. Hey, I wanted to give you a heads up. In 2022, I'm going to be starting a new series on my podcast called Peace Talks. And in this series, I am going to be addressing some difficult situations that you, the listeners, send in. So the whole point of this series is to help people see where they can make peace within difficult situations, difficult relationships, differences of opinion, differences between two people, how instead we can change the energy from being tense to being peaceful and being more loving and more receptive. So if you have a difficult situation in your life where you would like to make more peace, between you and somebody else, you and a group of people, because you think differently, because you come from different backgrounds, send in your situations and your questions about how to make it more peaceful to the email address macromagicwithmichelle at gmail.com. And in an upcoming episode, I or my guests and I will be addressing your situation and help you to make more peace. This podcast is made possible in part by the patrons over on patreon.com slash the underscore freedom underscore very where you can also sign up and become a supporter video versions of macro magic with michelle podcast are available for you to view on youtube on my youtube channel the freedom fairy to get a personalized reading from me visit my etsy shop not your average card you can click the link in the description of this episode you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at the underscore freedom underscore fairy. You can also join my Facebook group, Sacred Space for Sensitive Women. If you like what I have to share, please rate five stars and subscribe to this podcast. Think differently and live peacefully.